Welcome to the Westside Personalized Podcast, where real educators share their classroom-tested, learner-approved personalization practices. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion and are able to find a few valuable takeaways from the podcast. And so without further ado, let's go to the pod! All right, uh, welcome back to the podcast here, I guess, uh, with another installment. I'm happy to welcome Ali Pontius not Pontius, uh, to our <laughs> podcast today. Long story on that one. But Allie's been a really good friend um, for quite some time, and I'm excited to yeah, have her on the pod today to talk a little bit about her experience this summer with uh, PBS as the lead digital innovator for the state of Nebraska 2017, which is pretty awesome. So uh, really excited to have her maybe start off a little bit by sharing. Make my life a lot easier because every student has a device. Um, and so I basically just explained what I do in the classroom, how I implement different technology, how I implement PBS learning tools, which are really cool. There's a lot out there uh, to use in any grade level, not just give me, give me like one then, I guess, while we're talking about it. They, I love their science. Um, you know, we do butterflies, and so I can go on to PBS learning and look at butterflies and find a video for my kids to watch almost instantly. I mean, it's so fast to just go find a resource. And so that's probably one of the best ways to integrate video and different learnings than just standing up there talking. Right. (laughs) And what's nice too is that since you were the lead innovator for 2017, it's my understanding, as long as it's still the same way that it was, the whole district will have access to kind of the beefed up online version of PBS learning media for the year, right? That is so, my understanding as well, which is awesome. Yeah, and we'll do a quick plug here and say, so if you have any interest in that, uh, you can email me uh, or you can email uh, Allie and kind of find out a little bit. I want to put that on you. Yeah, I sort of no, like, no. email me first. Uh, it's fine. It's not like breaking it up. Or you can follow us on, on Twitter at Pontius Allison. You know, you can follow me and then um, tweet at me if you need something. Yeah, and ask again. Yeah, especially in district, it'd be great to encourage people to use that resource as much as possible. Yes. So, so okay, so you applied... Uh, because you're using technology in the classroom, and we got the one-on-one, which is awesome. So from there, then you you won. Yes. And, and where's the story go? Okay, so um, we went to the conference in San Antonio, Texas, in June, and there I met a ton of other digital innovators. Uh, one from Reset, of course, uh, but it was just neat to see the difference between schools and states and technology, and and you know some people have one-to-one, some have only their personal devices. And so still being able to figure out how to use technology, how to use PBS learning tools in your classroom to really you know, enrich your students. And so it was just mind-blowing. I mean, I, you just come in, you have these beautiful tables with Tinker Toys in the middle, uh, and you're sitting around with people, you have no idea who they are. And, but it was just nice because I, I started becoming friends with these people. Now I have these new connections that I didn't have before, and these educators that have so many great ideas, so many great resources, and it's not just here in Omaha, here in Westside, it is now broader, um, you know, span of resources and working with people. So. Yeah, and I'll extend that too and say that was my experience also, that it was the most valuable part of that experience was getting onto Twitter and getting a chance to then continue to have those relationships with the people that I, was, that I met at that time, yes. uh, and then also find out who they knew. And so, yeah, last year I got a chance to do a, a gamification unit that one of the, my PBS peers, it was actually someone that he said, hey, go check out you know, Paul Dervasi's blog. So at Paul Dervasi, I'll give him a plug there. Um, like, go check out his blog, read what he's doing, because he's kind of got a unique spin on gamification, particularly in the English secondary classroom. And so it was great to, to get in there and, and see that and then end up calling Paul and, and talking with him a little bit. Uh, and so it is it, nice to kind of create that 
um, PLN, that personal, you know, professional learning network that you, you've got. Yeah. Uh, so with all that, then you also ran into a good buddy of mine from last year, the original Mr. C. Yes. And it's Kevin so Cornell. funny that both Nebraska digital innovators met up with both Ohio digital innovators um, because <laughs> Amy is really, you know, she's, I would call her a good friend now. The fact that you and Kevin did stuff and then Amy and I grouped up, it, you know, it's just small world. <laughs> well, and they asked Kevin back, right, to kind of yeah, help lead so Kevin facilitate. Yeah, so Kevin was our, our lead person for our group. Because he's phenomenal with uh, video. He hosts a, a science show. But uh, yeah, Kevin Kevin just does a lot of stuff with media. And so I thought that was a great uh, choice on their part to kind of make sure he's included and uh, bring him back with everything. And, and he's such a creative individual. Uh, to sort of segue, Kevin loves to create songs and dance. Yes. Um, and, and he has a great YouTube channel where he teaches a lot through song. Uh, and so it sounds like he brought a little bit of that to your experience with PBS, right? Absolutely, yeah. So he was our uh, lead in our group. And so there are several different groups. And we were able to choose from it, you know, personalized learning. And we had a few webinars every Monday. We would meet at 8 o'clock on our computer. Uh, we digitally did all of the lyric writing. He created the bass melody, and then we put in the lyrics. And so, and so to back up real quick, too, oh, yeah. what is the context for this then? That you're creating a song to display at the conference right during your, yes. your time there and what's the the content or like goal of this song so this is about growth mindset and about you know just learning in general just you know personalized learning um, getting out there trying your best uh, so a bunch of teachers are writing a song about you know how to how to grow yourself and so yeah so that's how we we broke up into three groups in our group to do the different lyrics and then put it all together and then we had one hour at the PBS summit to sing it and get that all together and then we performed it in front of everybody and so that was a really cool experience oh so you did a live performance in addition to creating the video the video yes because the video had the song on it and then we all stood up there and i sang but i don't know <laughs> it's just because i'm a nerd and i memorize all the words uh but it was i don't know it's just awesome that's really cool. That's really cool. And you shared that video with me, so I'm going to try yes. to incorporate that yeah. um, on the website whenever we load this up, too, so you can get a chance to see uh, the video that Allie put together and probably hear her sing a little bit, too. Yeah. Did you dance in there? Um, I watched part of it. Well, the pictures like are from... clips of your yes. classroom and things. And so um, I actually used Snapchat, and mm -hmm. I had whiteboards, and I had just lyrics from the song on the whiteboard, and then I would drop one of the whiteboards, and there would be another one right behind it. And so I have three lines in my little quick Snapchat thing. So he just kind of pieced everything together and then put the song with it and made it look really nice so cool and so I'm gonna spin this on a little bit of the direction of personalized learning then and say that sometimes we give students a choice to do whatever they want right like yes. demonstrate your understanding through whatever medium you want to take on as a challenge and so for some people music might be something they instantly gravitate towards Yes. Uh, and others, it might be something you sort of put in as a, no, you need to make a video this time. And so for you, uh, you said that you love music and you love singing, mm -hmm. but this is kind of a new thing for you, right? To have to create the lyrics and the music. And, and so talk a little yeah. bit to that. Well, I, as I told Kevin, I'm, I'm the queen of parodies. I mean, I could totally take a Megan Trainor song, rewrite the words and go with it. But what Kevin wanted us to do is create the melody, create, you know, everything. And it, it was kind of a challenge for me because I like to already have what the song is going to sound like in my head before I start putting words to it. And so that actually made me grow as a professional because I had to really push myself and say, hey, we can do this. We can rap. 
I'm okay with that. Uh, so we did part of it. But then when I talked to Kevin, I said, hey, I really think the chorus should be more, you know, a nice smooth sound and then bring in the rap. And he agreed and that's what we did. And so I thought that was kind of cool that he took my suggestion and ran with it. And so, you know, kind of go outside your limits, go outside your box. Yeah. And so it was different. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool to hear that you're able to like personalize the experience, but still collaborate with other people. So mm -hmm. I think that's important to sort of note from what I'm hearing yes. you say about the experience. And then in addition to that, I uh, definitely want to plug the TED Talk by Phil Hansen called Embrace the Shake. I love it that um, Phil's profession previously had been that he was an artist, uh, was really big into pointillism, and after enough repetitions with that, had actually damaged the nerves in his hand to a degree where he could no longer perform his art. Uh, and so from there, then, he had to find new creative ways in which to still do the thing that he loved, which was create art, uh, but now with, with a new constraint. Uh, and then as he started to deal with his own physical limitations, then he took that into his works. And so you, for example, I think one time he had to create a piece of art basically with, with no financial investment in it, and he went and got Starbucks cups and then like drew on the outside and arranged those in such a way that it made this kind of mosaics, maybe the word I want to use for That's it, cool. <laughs> piece, which was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but I think that oftentimes uh, we think, okay, we're going to personalize things. So I'm going to first, I think level one is maybe to differentiate and give people a lot of choices, a lot of menu options, and, and sort of support students like that. Uh, but then it's a large jump then to go do whatever you want, which sort of makes people really uncomfortable. So the menu to that really helps. Uh, and then I think you also might get to a place where you're like, oh, well, if I can do whatever I want, I'm awesome at parodies. So I'm going to do parodies every time and just kill it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think for students at some point, you almost need to ask them to embrace the shake to say, hey, I know you're awesome at this, but... What if we? What if you don't do a parody? You know, Allie. What if for the first time you like write your own song? What would that look like then to have to modify the beat and those pieces? And so that's awesome. I think that that was your experience. Do you think that that's something that could translate like into the classroom? Kind Absolutely. Of you know, we have standards and indicators that we have to meet every year. And so instead of telling my students, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is your, how you're going to do it. I tell them, you know, hey, this is the end goal. However you get to that end goal is up to you. And at first, I mean, it's a little scary. They, they're so used to us saying, here's what you need to do. Here's how you do it. You know, and, and just hand it to them that they kind of fight you on it at first and go, wait a second, you just tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. And giving them that opportunity, giving them that choice, you know, can be hard, can be one of those things that you are uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. I just want to write a paper. You know, for example, I, I know I've shared this with you, but you know, I had one student who she didn't want to write a biography. She wanted to write a play. And the fact that I said yes, created this whole storm. I'm getting useless. I just love it. Um, <laughs> she, I mean, she wrote the play. She convinced the whole class to be in it. She said, hey, can we invite parents? We had parents coming. We had snacks. We had this performance. And it was amazing. And because I said yes, she did it. If I would have said no, you need to just do it this way, I never would have seen that other side of her. And so letting her pull out, you know, that creativity there that I didn't even know was in her until that happened so i don't know it's just exciting to go out of your comfort zone so some kids really embrace it and then some fight you on it for a little bit until they get used to it going oh, okay i can do this and, and just being their mentor along the way just yeah. we'll work together gosh and there's so many good pieces of that story too with regards to hey there's voice and choice like authentic inaction 
allowing a second grader to create a play, right? which might be something that people would say, oh, I never want to give them that freedom. That just seems like too big of a task, but it worked out. And, and then two, there's your growth mindset, right? Like your comfort zone expanded then with that. You'll be more apt to say yes in the future. Uh, and hopefully the students in your class too saw that, like, wow, look what this person did. I wonder what I could do if I just sort of broaden my understanding of how I can demonstrate what I know. Yes. Um, and I, I loved in your answer also that you talked about that it's all still standards-based. That's something that has kind of been on repeat as we're getting this whole initiative together with personalized learning is that, does this mean that we can just do whatever we want? Well, no, I mean, the standards are there. You know, we're yeah. still going to get to those same end goals, but we're going to personalize things around that to try to support students in being engaged. So there's kind of four. I knew there's four. I'm sitting there listening. Like, ding, 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 ding. Like, you're doing all this great stuff. And I think that's what brings the goosebumps, right? Like, yes. I guess I'm just listening to you talk about it because uh, when you're able to make all those things happen simultaneously, uh, where the engagement goes up because of the voice and choice, because people, kids are doing what they love, and, and you as a teacher are growing because you're able to let it be more student-centered, but we're still holding the standards. I mean, that's that's money. That's where we want to be. <laughs> so I guess then, wrapping up here, is there anything for this semester that you're sort of looking to incorporate, particularly in the area of personalized learning that you might uh, share that we could follow up on later even? Well, I'm actually really excited. Uh, Miss Kentucky and I are going to be pen pals, and we're going to use Seesaw, so put a little plug in for that. But just having the blog there, uh, having kids choose what they want to write and then having their audience be someone that Authentic. is, yeah, exactly. And, and, and in the United States, not in Westside, I, we've had pen pals in Westside before, but actually reaching out now broader all the way to Kentucky. So now it just opens the door for new possibilities there. And so being able to connect my resources to my students and say, hey, I have a friend in Kentucky or hey, I have a friend in Ohio. You know, let's talk with them and let's talk with their class and just being able to really reach out and see that our community that we're in here is just one small piece to the large growing world around us. Yeah, a global um, learning community yeah. and people you can access through that. So I'm really excited about that. Well, I you know what? I heard something recently where they said that um, innovation typically doesn't have an example, right? <laughs> so true. there was a roadmap out there, right? Exact, do this and follow it. Um, that could tell you with 100% certainty work, then you wouldn't be doing something new. So, yeah. um, well, good luck with that. Thanks, Thanks. for uh, sharing a little bit of your story on the podcast today. And we'll have to do a follow-up and hear more about those yeah. uh, Seesaw blogs as, as they happen. So, well, thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, it's been great having you. Well, that's a wrap on another great episode. For more information or to contact us directly, you can email our team at personalized.learning at westside66.net. As always, thanks for tuning in and learning from the Westside Personalized Podcast.